Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 22. Cuts. I call Ryan to tell him the news. He's sympathetic and a little relieved at the same time. We don't talk about it for very long. I'm not in the mood to rehash my own mistake. He tells me of some shows we should make our way out to tonight. I think he's hoping to get my mind off all of it by getting me out, which is probably a good idea. I agree to go, but I'm not excited. That night, I hang out with a sea of cool working musicians, agents, managers, and songwriters. My nagging insecurity creeps up, and I feel invisible once again. These people have had their songs cut, They're on another level than me. One that's legitimate. One I used to think I was on. I've heard, like so many things in life, there's nothing like cutting your first song. It's such a badge of honor. A threshold to be crossed over. My musical cherry to be popped, and now it's all gone. After all of this drama, I still don't have a cut, even though I'm writing with a ton of people and getting in the loop I always hoped to be in. And, on top of that, I don't even have a real job. Well, it hasn't been very long since I left my job, I'm hyper aware of the lack of money, or rather that no money is coming in. At least if I had some cash flow coming in, this all wouldn't feel so intense. It's then that I realize I am officially a starving artist. The exact reason I got into makeup was to avoid this lifestyle. I wonder if I didn't have Ryan, what I'd do. But despite everything, I feel some kind of delusional optimism that this is all going to work out. Like at any moment, something's just about to click and none of what happened in the past will ever matter. They say thoughts are things, that if you put it out to the universe, that eventually it'll come to you. But I've never known if I believed in this over good old-fashioned hard work. But there is something to be said about luck. You can't argue with luck when it happens. Sometimes luck is something that can't be denied no matter how hard you work. It certainly can't be created, even though so many people would love to believe that. When you look back at your past and every person, event, and circumstance that got you to where you are, there are always some things that you just can't take credit for. But this drive I have, the need to win or at least to be respected in my craft, is so much more important now than it's ever been. It's my chance to make a huge detour and get back to the original path I was on before makeup and rent money and the desperation of LA swallowed me whole. I've never taken a huge risk before. If anything, I've always played it safe. And where's that gotten me? Miserable and regretful? So this is what it feels like to take a risk, to take the leap. I'm learning it's very hard when you hit the ground. I look at Ryan smiling and talking to everyone charming them as he does, 
and I know how lucky I am to be here right now. So Ezra shafted me. It happens. Not a lot, but it happens. And while I'm not sure if karma exists, I'll choose to believe my best revenge is to just keep going on and be successful. I'm sure Ezra's doing something similar to me tonight. Out there talking and schmoozing like I am. Anger again floods through me, but determination takes over. Fuck him. I can do this. Hell, I'm already doing this. I'm going to take what I've been given and make the most of this night and every night after. And one day very soon, I'm going to get what's mine. Ryan sees me brewing and puts an arm around my waist. You okay there? He asks warily. I smile and look at him determined as ever. I'm great. Who should we talk to? He smiles. Well, actually, I'd love for you to meet Ben. He's a country songwriter who's been around for ages. He's out here to do a little writing, which is rare. He never comes out here. He's usually local to Nashville. Ryan points to him, and I see an older gentleman, maybe mid-60s, sitting with a few people, all matching in black leather jackets. He wears a faded red plaid shirt and an actual cowboy hat that looks like it's been around for decades. There's a kindness to him that makes him stick out like a sore thumb here surrounded by sad, desperate people. His warm, happy smile reminds me of Santa Claus. We walk over, hoping to sneak into the group he's in. He laughs a hearty laugh during his storytelling. There's a slight southern uptake in his voice that so many young southerners try to avoid. Maybe because they don't want to be stereotyped, much like the valley girl voice that I'm guilty of at times. The name Dolly, no last name, comes up, and I listen more intently. I become more and more excited as he tells his story. I hope I can find some way to jump in, if anything, just to introduce myself and be a part of his orbit for a night. I look at Ryan. He's amazing. How can I talk to him? I ask. Just wait until these kids get out of the way and then I can introduce you. Ben seems like he's getting his kicks and pressing them. He laughs. Ben sees Ryan after a few minutes and calls out to him with a big, Hey! waving to him to come closer. We move in between the circle of wannabes as he gives him a big hug. Hello! he says, stretching the word out to make it mean more than just hello. Hey Ben! So good to see you out here. When I heard you were in town, I had to come say hi. You always had a hospitality that I don't find much out here, Ryan. He looks over at me and smiles. And who have you brought with you tonight? I blush. Ryan introduces me. This is one of my favorite new songwriters. She's been writing with everyone, including Dan Abrams. Ben's eyebrows go up a twinge. Is that so? You look all of 24? I laugh, wishing I could be that age again with this kind of luck. No, no, not anymore. I laugh. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, young lady, Ben says, reaching out to shake my hand. I'm sure you're already packed with engagements while you're here, Ben. But if you'd like to come to the office and take a few writing sessions, we'd love to have you, Ryan says. I'd love to try and do that if I have the time. Let me give you a call a little later into the week if that's all right, Ben asks, his voice creaking slow like an old wooden floor. And if I might entice you to some pretty good barbecue afterwards, there's a great place near the office, Ryan adds. Ben laughs at this. Well, I'm not sure if your version of barbecue and my version of barbecue are quite the same, but I'm always up for a good time with friends. He looks at me. Would you like to join us? My eyes widen. I would love that. 
Ryan's managed to convince Ben to schedule some time to write with me and one other artist he represents later that week. He only has one more day until he leaves, so I'm feeling pretty damn lucky to have gotten this sliver of time. I pull up to Ryan's office and head up to meet him. I see a man walking towards me. He looks around 60-something with slightly gray hair and cowboy boots on, and I recognize immediately that it's Ben. I walk up and smile at him. Hi! He smiles back. Hey, are you writing today? He asks with a southern drawl. I am, I say peppy. Well, so am I, he laughs. It's nice to see you again, he says, putting his hand out to shake mine. I grab his and give it a sturdy shake. It's great to see you too. I'm thrilled to be writing with you today. This is really such a treat for me. Aw, shucks. The pleasure's all mine. I usually end up writing with these young bucks nowadays. It'll be nice to write with someone a little less rough around the edges. I'm more of a gentle soul myself. I smile at him, already sensing that. Ryan's door opens and he comes out with a big smile and a handshake for Ben and a polite hug for me. Come on in. We make our way into a larger meeting room than I was with Dan. Call me a little superstitious, but I'm happy to be back at the scene of the crime. I had such great luck here the first time. I hope some of that luck rubs off on me again. There's the piano I recognized from before, but this time the room is filled with other instruments. A drum kit and percussion is set up along the floor with a few guitars on the walls. It looks like we've just walked into someone else's session. And then I remember that Ben was scheduled to write with someone before me. I wonder how his session went and how good a writer that person was. I promised myself not to get too much into my head about it and try to just do me. But it's a little hard to right now, feeling the intimidation of all of this. As we walk into the room, Ben catches me admiring an old guitar. That's a D45 Rosewood. It's got a beautiful vintage sound. Go ahead, try it, he says, sitting on a nearby chair. I look at him uneasy, not sure if I want to be held responsible for breaking it in case my shaky hands accidentally drop it. It feels heavier than I think it should, so I handle it with care sitting down on a stool. I pull the pick out that's wedged between two strings and start to strum. Its rich, dark tone is beautiful. It sounds like you're somewhere in the deep south drinking bourbon at sunset. Ben picks up an acoustic guitar and starts to play the harmony. Before Ryan can say anything more, he quietly leaves the room and shuts the door behind him so that the magic we're all hoping for can begin. Ben begins humming a melody over the guitar that I instantly love. I look up at him, feeling the energy in the room between us. When you start to write a great song, you just know it. It flies out and it can't be contained. And right now it feels like we have all the elements here for that to happen. I start to play the hook of the song of mine I can never finish, hoping that maybe Ben might like it and maybe complete my very old, unfinished song. I get to the end of the hook and whisper, Sideswiper. Ben looks up at me. That's great. Sideswiper. Like you get sideswiped in an accident. I laugh. That's what my relationships used to feel like. A car wreck? Ben kids. Well, yes. A crash and burn situation. But not anymore? I take a deep breath. Actually, no. Not this one. It's very different. It only takes one. Ben says and begins to hum a vocal melody over something new he's picking. He starts to sing, All it takes is one to make you believe. You'll never know how far you'll go when you find out what you need. I find the chords he's using and start picking the same melody, catching some lyrics in my head to respond to his. 
I sing softly. You find the biggest oak came from a little seed, and the only way to love your home is when you finally leave. Ben readjusts his seat and asks, What are we writing about here? Are we writing about being home? Or finding love? Maybe finding you love your home? Or your love feels like home? I ask. He gives me that big Santa Claus smile. Yeah, your love feels like home. I like that. About an hour later, we've written a killer song. There's a small rig for us to lay down some scratch vocals and guitar. Ben and I take turns engineering our session. Him singing the song through once, and then me singing it through, so an artist can hear what it sounds like with a male or female voice. Ryan is stepped back in quietly to watch us. He glows with pride towards me and mouths, You're amazing. Ben finishes recording the song, sets his guitar down, and stands up slowly. Well, you two, it's been a pleasure working with you both today, he says, shaking Ryan's hand. And you, he says, pointing to me. You've got one hell of an ear. I hope we can write again soon, he says, giving me a warm hug. I would love that. It's been an honor, I say, flustered. He looks at Ryan. Send me the demo when you're done with it. I think my publisher would like to hear this one. He looks back at me. I'll make sure to put in a good word for you too, darling. Do you get out to Nashville much? No, but I'd love to. I feel like I've had a lot of Nashville come to me lately, I say quickly, wishing I had never uttered anything about Nashville. Ben looks confused. I have no other choice but to explain myself. Oh, it's just that I've been writing with Nashville writers recently. Ben perks up. Oh, who? Maybe I know them. I feel my face go red and my knees want to buckle. Um, just this guy named Ezra, I say trailing off. Ben looks up, trying to place the name. Who's he written for? I look at Ryan, worried. He lifts his eyebrows, not knowing what to do now. I look back at Ben. He's written for the singer Shayla? Well, I know her, he thinks for a moment. And I know most of her writers, he thinks again. Nope, never heard of him. He must be a newbie. Ben smiles. Well, I know you now. He looks at Ryan. You should get her to come out there, Ryan. I damn near start to cry from the compliment and the afternoon and my life. But before that happens, Ryan breaks the moment. Will do. Well, I'll be making my way out. Have a great rest of your day, you two. He says, winking at us as if to allude to something and saunters down the hallway towards the elevator. Ryan looks over at me and smiles. Well, that doesn't happen every day. You just got the vote of approval from one of the biggest country songwriters in Nashville. I put my hand on my chest and exhale. Oh my god, I say, falling onto the couch. You ready to play with the big guns? He says, smirking. He walks over and falls onto the couch with me and slides his hand between my thighs. I can't tell you how hot it is to see my girlfriend write with a Nashville legend. Damn. I can feel my heart race, wishing we were home right now. He starts kissing my neck and I giggle. What if someone sees us? I don't care. I don't think we're hiding anything from anyone. He smiles and pulls me into a long kiss. I drive off daydreaming about my amazing afternoon. The cold air swirls around my car and I realize somewhere along the way that it's become winter. Have the months flown by that fast? How long has it been since I left my show? I roll up my windows and put on the heater for the first time in a year. Even if you can't see the seasons change here, you can definitely feel them. 
just like life does when you're not paying attention. Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, bloopers, and so much more. Because That Girl doesn't have sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash that girl the podcast.